Thank you for joining Resurrection Lutheran Church this Sunday morning, giving praise with us for God's blessings of music, prayer, and scripture. I, Pastor Karen Perkins, will be sharing a message of grace, forgiveness, and hope. All of the worship leaders welcome you. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, whose steadfast love endures forever. The food pantry is running out of food. We we got very, very low this past week, and um, that... Hopefully tomorrow, because it's the first first Monday, there won't be as much demand as there has been sometimes. But it's not just us, the food bank, where where David and Brad go every week to to pick up all the food that uh, isn't delivered directly here, is also very low. I want to share that in putting out that word this week, at least two neighbors that I know of who are neighbors and, and friends of resurrection, but to my knowledge, uh, not actually involved in, in uh, other ministry here, came through and said, we're going to the store, what can we pick up? How do we make sure we get it dropped off in time? Or let me give you this gift of, of funds to help support that. And to me, that's always tremendously moving. I'm grateful when the members support, of course, the ministry, but it's also, there's something uh, really remarkable about a congregation that has built this good relationship with neighbors that when they know that there's a need in the community, they reach out. So thank you for being that, that church. And if you have been planning to bring some, it would be helpful if you try to bring it this afternoon or tomorrow morning so that we're able to give it, give it to those in need tomorrow. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Let's pray. Benevolent God, you are the source, the guide, and the goal of our lives. Teach us to love what is worth loving, to reject what is offensive to you, and to treasure what is precious in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Now it's time for our children's message. What a wake-up call today's readings are, which my resources didn't even talk about the Colossians, but it falls right along the same lines. We're about to hear a parable that Jesus tells about a landowner boasting of tremendous success and security. And normally, business success is something to be admired. But Jesus and the writers of the readings we just heard Turn success and security upside down. In these readings, we are called to be grateful receivers, but also generous givers, not greedy hoarders. Now, in Juno, right now, we have a really great resource we can talk about and compare to maybe what the landowners had. It's berry season. We have a bounty. My blueberry bushes are going crazy. And if I work and go and pick those berries, I will have too many berries. Does it make sense for me to keep all of those berries just to watch them go bad? No. I can bake them into a pie for someone else. I can just give them to someone else. I can spread that bounty that I have for other people, instead of being greedy and having it go to waste, because I know me, 
it, it'll go to waste. It'll sit in the back of my freezer until it is freezer burnt. I'm gonna have berries again next year. All the money in the world will not secure our lives or shield us from pandemic or save us from cancer or tragedy or disaster. The parables we hear today about the rich landowner and the warning of greed that we hear in Ecclesiastes and also in the Colossians are examples of us calling to be giving and not to grieve. Let us pray. Dear God, thank you for the many resources you have provided us. Please help us become generous with those gifts and lead us away from the temptation of grief. Amen. Can I also say thank you to Lisa for babysitting today? Why don't you just stand as you are able? Let us together welcome the gospel. God's reign, the rich will be sent away empty. Jesus uses a parable to warn against identifying the worth of one's life with the value of one's possessions rather than one's relationship with God. The Holy Gospel according to Luke. Someone in the crowd said to Jesus, teacher, tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me. But he said to him, friend, who sent me to be a judge or arbitrator between you, over you? And he said to them, Take care, be on your guard against all kinds of greed, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. Then he told them a parable. The land of a rich man produced abundantly. And he thought to himself, What should I do? For I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, I will do this. I will put down my, pull down my barns and build larger ones, and there I will store all my grain and all my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life is being demanded of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So it is with those who store up treasures for themselves, but are not rich toward God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Christ. You may be seated. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. All kinds of greed. Greed is often most apparent when we're talking about wealth and possessions. Sometimes apparent when we're talking about status. But there are a lot of different kinds of greed. And, and one that uh, my attention was drawn to this week is that greed for um, likes, for better word, for likes, for followers for those who affirm us as having something valuable to say. Because it's a, a whole social phenomenon, in case you don't know, there's a job description called social influencer. 
And there are people who aspire to be social influencers. Now, there have always been social influencers, you know, influencing the, the preferences of society, but it's now a job where people will prepare themselves and cultivate audiences so that then either product uh, uh, producers or, uh, or um, entertainers or whomever wants, wants that influence thrown their way will solicit just that person's influence to become popular. Happens mostly online, but not exclusively. And uh, Instagram and, and other ways that we, we see what does somebody that we like prefer. That kind of wealth the wealth of influence is no less dangerous than the, uh, the I'm sorry, the, the, the lust for that kind of wealth, the greed for that kind of wealth. No less dangerous than the, the lust and the greed for financial resources or for security. I mean, it's, I'm nervous about the word security because we have we have a sense that we we might have financial security or uh, environmental security or other forms of security, but security in stuff, in resources, in circumstances apart from God is vanity. We may be able to increase the chances of not being poor or alone or ill, but there is only one security, and that's in God's grace, right? Now, we can know that and be confident about that and say that, and I guarantee you today that sometime today I will forget and place my, 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 my confidence, my desire for comfort, my wealth in something else. Well, we are social beings. We, we exist in relationship with one another. And so the way we perceive ourselves happens in relationship with one another. It's always going to. And in fact, it's dangerous, I think, to forget about that and to say, my security is in God, period, as though I am somehow isolated from my community because I am also part of a community, and so security in God also means I believe my community's security comes from God. And that's where the danger comes in this, this rich man. Having a lot of stuff, first of all, the economy expectations were a little bit different in, the, in that environment where it was pretty clear that one person having a lot of wealth came at the expense of other people. The servants, those who worked the land and, and raised the grain, those who he was able to trade with because they couldn't pay back their loans, those whose land he was then able to take over, those who, with whom he had political uh, 
over whom he had political influence and built wealth that way. Happens today, too. And I think some of us are becoming more and more conscious of that, too, as we become uh, aware of, of the globalization of economy and of environmental issues and of political issues that we can be really careful at whose expense is our wealth coming. Now, I don't believe that today's economy is a zero sum, meaning there's only so much. And so if I have more, somebody else has less. However, there are many cases when we have any more does and somebody has less. And if the only one that I consult with on that is myself, I am going to fail to give any, any consciousness to grace, any consciousness to the gift of neighbor, and to, in fact, have a rich life. The rich man consults with himself. Soul, this is what I think I'll do. Which is actually unusual in the New Testament for somebody to address their soul. But the point that Jesus is making in telling this parable is that the rich man only consults with himself. What, do, what, is, what does myself think is a good idea? What does myself recommend I do with this wealth? What's going to make me happy? Tempting. But dangerous. Because the person who asked him the question says, resolve this inheritance issue with my brother. Right away with my brother, talks about familial relationship. If I prefer one brother over another, I might be giving one material wealth, but the relationship is injured. Right? Solve this relationship issue with my brother. Which one of us should inherit inherit this? Well, both of you should inherit a healthier relationship. Both of you should inherit a sense of fidelity to each other that supersedes your desire for resources. This also assumes a certain base level of wealth. Because in order to be arguing with somebody about an inheritance, you have to have enough resources for there to be an inheritance. Survival level wealth, or in this case, survival level poverty, is not, you know, needing, it's not the same thing as greed. So, Assuming that both me and my brother have enough wealth that we are surviving. The rest, the rest is icing on the cake, gravy, whatever food substance you like. Cheese, I like cheese, so cheese. Um, but it's extra. When you think of what your children, if you have children, your your descendants your those over whom you have influence. If you're not a social influencer, that's over whom you have influence, will inherit from you. If you're thinking about, I'm going to leave this to so-and-so, I'm going to leave this to so-and-so, I'm going to leave that to so-and-so, well, I mean, 
I'm going to leave my nest. So, so. Um, there's a place for that. But what's more important is what are they going to inherit from you of your values? At Larry's memorial yesterday, we heard from everybody, especially his kids and his grandkids, how much he loved people, how much he loved them, how much he had great relationships with Laura, with his children, with his grandchildren, with his neighbors, with the community, and how much he worked to advocate for those who weren't even getting that subsistence level. That's what his children, grandchildren, and those of us who were a community inherited from him, right? is that commitment to relationships, healthy relationships, and caring for neighbors, and in some cases, the benefits. I have personally received the health benefits that he advocated for. What are the people who you influence going to inherit from you? Is it that Retrieving that set of dishes, well, okay, nobody wants dishes anymore, but receiving that gold jewelry that my mother has is more important than receiving her understanding of need for, need for sibling. Because I watched my moms make some, some decisions that superficially were not in her interest, but served the interest of her relationship with her sister, or her relationship with her kids, or her relationship with her nephews. But I watched her do that, and as a kid, it was kind of like, that doesn't seem like a good idea. But over time, I came to see, okay, what was, what was her motivation there? How did that, how did that demonstrate a wealth that was so much greater than whether or not I could have two slices of cheese on my sandwich this week? And literally, was that decision? How was it that if there was a flood in town, and my parents are kind of grabbing any clothes that are clean to take to the to the shelter. How was it that, that I inherited something from that that was more important than those clothes? There's some fun stories to tell around that too, but I won't do it right now. I'm going to ask you though to think about that. What have your children inherited from you of your faith? Another thing that was shared about Larry was his confidence in the grace of God and clearly demonstrated in the multimedia presentation confidence in overwhelming grace and resurrection. Will your children, will those with whom you come into contact, inherit that from you? That's the wealth that's getting addressed here. Money is only part of it. And we know it. We just 
have to be reminded of that over and over again. And we get reminded of that when we consult with each other. Consult with each other in community. Consult with each other just by watching what each other does. Consult with each other by remembering that wealth I have by myself is no wealth at all. All the wealth that's valuable comes from God. Let us always receive it with joy and thanksgiving. Let us confess together. I believe in one God, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. O God, you are our treasure. 
where scarcity and anxiety pervade your church, bring abundance and vitality. Guide the work of church councils and committees and give them clarity for the work of ministry in this place, especially as we evaluate budget shortfalls after the second quarter. Merciful God. Well, God, you call us to various ministries. Guide presiding Bishop Elizabeth Eaton, Alaska Synod Bishop Shelley Wickstrom, Bishop Tessa Moon Lyseth of our sister synod, and Pastor Karen Perkins. Bless our neighbors in the Alaska Southeast Cluster and River of Life Lutheran Church, Chugia. Merciful God, we And for what else do the people of God pray? God, you are resurrection. We give you thanks for all your saints. Inspire us by their example of faithful living to set our minds on things above and to be rich in love toward you. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Receive the prayers of our children, merciful God, and hold us forever in your steadfast love. Through Jesus Christ, our holy wisdom. Amen. This is the part of our service where we lift up our gifts to God. We offer ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Members, of course, are encouraged to give our regular tithes and offerings through an assigned number, and we have regular vehicles for doing that. You're invited to go to our website and use PayPal or one of the other donate buttons that we have on the website. You can make a special offering to the RLC on KINY ministry, which helps keep this on the air, or to the RLC food pantry, or to Juno Live, which helps with community outreach. You're also more than welcome to come by in person or make a food donation. We encourage people also to be involved with the community and appreciate volunteers. All of these things are gathered together in song and prayer. Let us pray. God of abundance, you have set before us a plentiful harvest. As we feast on your goodness, strengthen us to labor in your field and equip us to bear fruit for the good of all. In the name of Jesus, Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us announce together the, the mission, mission of Resurrection Lutheran Church 
is to promote spiritual growth in Christ and service to all people. The God of peace, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you, comfort you, and show you the path of life this day and always. has been an abridged worship service of Resurrection Lutheran Church. You are welcome to join us for worship in person on Sunday mornings at 930. We are located at 740 West 10th Street in downtown Juneau. Our phone number is 586-2380. More information about our location, parking lot, current COVID policy, and other contact information is available on our website at rlcjuno.org. The website is also the best way to learn about what events are happening with the community outreach ministry, Juno Live. With a vital food pantry, bell choir, quilting group, Bible study, and others, there may be a ministry here just for you. Come and see.